Hello, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am at Williamson NFL. Yesterday was Twitter Thursday, so you guys know my Twitter handle. We've been chatting back and forth there every Thursday. Today, we had a Thursday night game. Not surprisingly, Seattle ended up winning that game. I think Arizona's a really rough team, to be honest with you. I mean, Stanton is not an NFL quarterback. Uh, the, the They scored at the end of the game, which was kind of garbage time and inconsequential. And it had some of you guys win your bets or lose your bets. Um, I it was six and a half line when I picked it at my bookie, and uh, they end up winning by six on a garbage time touchdown. And then the first touchdown was unbelievably penalty-aided and some very questionable calls. And penalties have been a huge problem for Seattle the last month, six weeks, something like that, taking a unbelievable amount. And now they get hit hard. With injuries, Richard Sherman tears his Achilles. He's out for the year. They still don't run the ball. They ask Wilson to do very, very much, too much. And Dwayne Brown got hurt in this one. Cam Chancellor got banged up. I don't know what the status of that one is. Earl Thomas didn't play. Defensive front isn't quite playing up to their standards. Um, I tend to think it's just not Seattle's year. I mean, I know they won this game. I know it's not Arizona's year. Um but things aren't going well for the Seahawks, and there's only so much that a, a quarterback can do. You guys know I love Wilson, but they're just putting too much on his plate. So, as is the case every Friday, we go to our friends over at mybookie.ag, and I'm going to pull up all the lines, except my computer's being really slow, and I'm mad at it right now. Um, and we are going to pick every game straight up and against the spread. So, we will start with the Vikings going to Washington. Minnesota is favored by one and a half. It's going to be Keenum, but Bridgewater is going to be active. Um, what I keep thinking about on this one, though, is Redskins' offensive line is so banged up. And... Are they going to ever move Linvel Joseph off the spot? Are they going to deal with Everson Griffin in the pass rush in general? Who? I don't think. I mean, who's the receiver that's going to get away from Xavier Rhodes? And Cousins is playing fine. And, you know, I have some hope for Doxson. And I just think that the Vikings D against the Redskins offense is a terrible matchup right now for Washington. And the other side's not wonderful for the Vikes. You know, uh, Diggs will play, Thielen will play. Um, Redskins D has been pretty good, and I think that they'll do well in the trenches. I don't think Minnesota will run the ball a lot, but I think they'll get a lot of opportunities to, and they'll stick with it. It's a patient, well-coached team. I like the Vikings to win on the road, and I don't mind sacrificing the point and a half either. How about this? The Packers in Chicago are five-and-a-half-point dogs. I mean, talk about who saw that coming a couple months ago. And I'm going to take the Bears. I, I just think the Packers are terrible. Uh, I don't like what they've done to make Hundley's job easier. I think the Bears' defense is really, really good. Well, I'm taking the Bears to win. Can the Bears beat anybody by more than five-and-a-half, though? I mean, for them to win any game, they're not going to drop 30 on Green Bay. I think Howard will get a million carries. Tyree Cohen may break free. Maybe Trubisky starts to emerge a little more, put a little more on his plate. 
But that Packers D is not horrible. I just think that the Bears D rules the day. Close scoring affair. But I don't know that Chicago can beat anybody by five and a half. I mean, if that was the Browns in there or the Niners or the Colts, uh, I don't know that I would lay five and a half if I'm the Bears. And I think they're a decent team, but they don't win by a lot. (laughs) So give me the Bears to win Packers plus five and a half. This may sound Homer-ish, but I think the Steelers coming off a bye blow the Colts' doors off, and I will lay 10. I think that the deep passing game could get going, and if it doesn't, then Le'Veon Bell is a great fallback option. I don't know what they do about covering Brown. Uh, This defense, I think, will be totally overmatched for the Colts. If the Steelers are, quote, flat on the road after a bye and allow T.Y. Hilton to get behind him or Marlon Mack to get the edge or Jack Doyle to nickel and dime him. And I'm a big Brissette fan. I don't know if we've had that conversation. But people have asked me in Pittsburgh, you know, what are we going to do after Ben? I'm like, I would call the Colts about Brissette. I like that I like that fit a lot. But anyway, that's a side note. Um, I just think the Steelers are way too much. Their pass rush, um, their running game, their weapons, they're very healthy. The Colts really aren't. Um I think the Steelers win this one big, really fresh right now. All right. Chargers going into Jacksonville are getting four and a half on the road. Can Gordon control this game? To me, that's the big question. Is can they run on the Jags in Jacksonville with a Gordon-heavy approach? Because I think the Chargers are better throwing the ball than they are running the ball. And... Gordon hasn't been 100%. Is he capable of controlling this game? Yes. Will he? I don't think. Will Fournette control this game? I think. I think Fournette's due for a monster game after not playing for three weeks, including suspension. I think Rivers gets hit. I don't think Keenan Allen gets free. I don't think Henry produces the best pass defense we've seen in a long time. At home, tons of Fournette. I think it's a bad recipe for the Chargers. I'll, I'll take the Jags to win, and I don't have a problem giving you four and a half on that either. The Jets, how about this? I mean, there's another one. Uh, three months ago, if I would have told you the Jets are favored in Tampa Bay in week 10 by two and a half, would you believe that? I read something today that between McCown and Fitzpatrick, who's going to be the starting quarterback in this game, they've played for 17 teams. And I know there's carryover, like they both played for the Jets. But between them, they have 17 different teams between, you know, you know what I'm saying. One of them played for eight and one of them played for nine or whatever. That's insane. Um, McCown's playing much better than Fitzpatrick, though. I think the Jets' defense is much better than the Bucks right now. Can this be a Doug Martin game? It seems like you would think. I mean, no Mike Evans in this game. I think the Jets should be favored, and it's hard to say that. But they're playing better. They're playing harder. I think they're a bad matchup for the Bucks. Can the Jets stick with the run game and maybe hit Robbie Anderson on a big play and Safarian Jenkins has a nice day? I think all those things are probable. So I'm going to surprisingly lay two and a half on the road and take the Jets to win as well, obviously. Um, 
the Titans host the Bengals and and Tennessee is favored by four and a half. AJ Green is playing, and I think he can have a big day against that secondary. Tennessee has not rushed the passer very well. <clears throat> they still have the advantage in the trenches against Cincinnati's offensive line, and Jarrell Casey's playing great football right now. All perennially underrated, Jarrell Casey is playing phenomenal. Um, but maybe get Mixon going. Maybe get A.J. Green going in a big way. The other side of the ball, Cincy's D's good. And I don't know what to think of Tennessee. I've told you a couple times that Tennessee's coming to Pittsburgh next week on Thursday night. And I've, people are already starting to talk about it because everyone just assumes the Steelers will roll the Colts. And short week to talk about Tennessee. And I keep telling people, of the 32 teams in the league, the team I feel I know the least about is the Titans. And maybe they have a strong second half and I'm a Mariota supporter. Maybe Henry gets rolling in this game, but I don't feel it. I'm going to take Cincy to lose this game like 21-20. But I feel pretty confident taking the four and a half. And Cincy certainly could win it. I almost went for the Adam and Eve here. Because I'm not sure that this is a great matchup for the Titans. And I think A.J. Green could be a very big problem. Saints are giving three in Buffalo, and that worries me. You know, a tough place to play. Maybe McCoy gets going. Well-coached Bills team. Saints are due for a letdown. Could the weather be an issue? And, you know, it's not a team you think doing well in the blustery Buffalo neck of the woods. But this isn't your big brother Saints team. You know, this team runs the ball well. Two-headed attack. I think you're going to get a lot of Kamara. A lot of Ingram. Maybe some deep shots. And I don't think Breeze is going to play well in the breeze. Ah, nah. In the weather. Um, I also think Latimer's is going to eliminate Benjamin. And I don't see a lot of other weapons there. Uh, McCoy will have to carry the day to win. And I could see the Bills winning. This doesn't set up historically as something you would like as a Saints supporter. But I'm going to take the Saints as a believer as a believer that they can run the ball and their defense isn't a joke. And I'll give you three. Saints minus three, I'll take it. Browns are getting ten and a half in Detroit. And I'll take the ten and a half. I think the Browns are a little better than an awful, terrible team. I don't know why I say that. I think that the Lions will not run the ball at all. And that's fine, but I can see Miles Garrett really heating up here, and maybe I'm actually getting some pressure on Stafford. I mean, this is not a good matchup for the Browns because the Lions don't run the ball anyways. The Browns stop the run really well. Stafford's on fire. They're at home. The other side of the ball isn't real pretty either for the Browns, but because they don't have much, obviously. But I'm not a big fan of the Lions' defense. I just think they don't win by ten and a half. You know that the Lions win this game. Kind of going away, kind of like last night, you know, going away and then the Browns have a, the backdoor cover. I think that's what, or is it the other way around? The backdoor or whatever. And make the game closer on the score sheet when it's done than it probably was from the start. And they end up winning 27-20 or something like that. So give me the Lions to win, but I'm not 10 and a half confident they win. I am 11 confident that the Rams smoke the Texans in L.A. 
I just don't know what the Texans have anymore. And I think the Rams have a lot. You know, this could be another big day for Goff and Gurley and even Watkins and Woods and the whole offense. I think they just torture the Texans at home. I'm not saying they put up 50 or anything again, but I bet they put up 30. And I don't think the Texans put up 19. So I feel pretty confident laying 11 in L.A. with a Texans team that I think is just broken at this point. Dallas won't have Elliott. Dez could be banged up. They're a little light on weapons, but they do have a pass rush now, and I think their defense is legit. Um, I don't like this matchup for Dallas. So Dallas is getting three in Atlanta. Matt Ryan's playing better than you think. Julio's going to cause problems. I think they'll run the ball well at home. Man, I think that's a good line. I mean, so therefore, I am taking Atlanta to win in what I think is a close game. I don't think I would touch this in terms of putting money on it. Three, I like the, the thing is I really like the way Dallas has been playing. I haven't been a supporter of either of these teams, but I'm starting to come around on Dallas. But they don't have Elliott, and if they don't have Dez, that, or if he's a shell of himself, I got a real problem figuring out where they generate points. Even without Elliott, though, they might run the ball well. And I love how Dak's playing. I always say good things about him anymore. So I'm going to take the Falcons to win a close one, but I'll take the points. Give me Dallas plus three. Here's another one. Giants are favored in San Francisco. This has playoff or you know first overall pick implications. If the Niners are going to get a win, this might be it. But they have nothing right now. I mean. Uh, the quarterback situation, they're just getting hit like crazy. Can they get the Giants blocked? Giants D is not playing close to where they should be. I mean, that I believe, that they this should be a good defense. It was last year. They are not playing at that level at all. But does it matter? You know, what kind of effort are we going to see from New York, cross-country, in San Francisco? Could the Niners, who've played a lot of competitive games, look at this as, this is our shot. we got to bring a little extra tend to think so. If you're going to give me two and a half at home, I'll take San Francisco. The Giants have a lot more talent, though. I mean, you would think Shepard and Darkwa and these guys should have nice games, and uh, the Niners really shouldn't have much of an answer for those guys, let alone the Giants' D, but that's not what we're seeing, and I could just see this being bad game, get fired type game, wheels are off type game in the for the Giants. So I'm going to take the Niners to win and you're giving me points. That's cool with me. Sunday night, the Patriots generally do not play well in Denver. Denver's a def- desperate team. Their man coverage typically gives us passing game fits. I'm not impressed with the Patriots front. You know, even though they probably still have the advantage against Denver's front and Denver's quarterback situation is awful. Patriots quarterback situation is not. Um, Seven and a half seems right, though. I mean, do the Pats go in there and just blow their doors off and blow Von Miller's doors off and their defense? Maybe. And the more I think of it, the more I think New England coming off a bye makes a statement in front of the national audience that, whoa, this was an impressive performance, and Gronk is the MVP of the game. 
tight ends have been eating the Broncos alive. Think they can maybe run the ball on Denver. Denver's run defense isn't quite as good as it was. I don't see Denver's defense or offense moving the ball. And the corners for New England should do well against the Denver receivers. They don't have a tight end. They don't have a quarterback. New England in Denver, generally speaking, if you're given Denver 7.5, is an easy bet on the Broncos. But I'm going to take New England to win this game big the more I think about it. And I just kind of changed my mind on the air there. That I originally was thinking Denver, you know, tough place to play. Brady doesn't love it there. Good pass rush, all those things. But I think coming off a bye, New England is really prepared and makes a statement that we're all talking about them that, whoa, they might be the team to beat. Miami is not the team to beat, and they're going to Carolina. Dolphins are getting nine. I don't think Miami's as good as their record. I think Carolina is a contender. Uh, do they get Sue and Wake blocked? I bet that's a problem. I definitely think that's a problem. Does Miami move the ball, though? I don't think so. I really don't. I think their their ability to get short and Lutalele and Keekly and those guys blocked is going to be a major problem. I don't think they'll get a running game going. Maybe the Landry-Parker combination can do some things on the road, but I think Carolina's D is going to be very stifling and allow them to get McCaffrey and whomever, Cam, going. I like Carolina to win. Nine seems like a good number. But I'll lay the nine. I think they're a lot better than the Dolphins. All right, that's a wrap. Fun stuff. Check out our buddies at MyBookie. And drop me a line on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. More importantly, spread the word about the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, our numbers are shooting up. And, be th- and thanks to you guys. Keep it going. Spread the word. Thanks. Bye-bye.